It's Concrete Coins with Jessica Myers. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today to another episode of Concrete Coins. I am your host, Jessica Myers. Today we have with us Miss Terrica Wright. Hello. Of Terrica Wright Realty. <laughs> yes. And I say Terrica Wright, Terrica Wright Realty, but really, we know each other from way back in the day, literally in diapers. Yes. <laughs> but yet our paths have found us both here in Atlanta in real estate. How did that journey start for you? Oh, my goodness. So, Jessica, I have to say, you played a very key role in me transitioning into real estate. So, my husband had always suggested it since, like, 2012. And I always turned him down, and I said, no, my calling is to the children. I'm called to teach. I'm going to be a principal. I had all the plans mapped out for my life, right, like we all do. Um, And I remember sitting with you once in your kitchen, in your mom's house, your mom and dad's house, and you happened to just be talking about real estate investing, or I think at the time you were talking about getting your license too. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? If, if you're doing it, because I think you were already in classes, I don't really know, I don't remember everything, mm-hmm. but I said, if you're gonna do it, then you know what, I'm gonna do it. And before I knew it, I was enrolled for classes, and I told Chris, I'm gonna do this, and here we are. So yeah, friends are important. Yeah. Like you don't know how your moves is gonna motivate the next friend to do what they're supposed to be doing. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, you know, obviously we both had our journey in corporate. Yep. But then it was like sales. Exactly. Ooh. So it was the sales hustle. Cause I was like, how did you transition? Cause I think everybody always thinks of their dream home. Mm-hmm. And that's about the extent people get to real estate investing. Mm-hmm. But or real estate, period. Yep, that's it. Thinking about buying a home. So how did that translate to you as far as, oh, this is something I do and I can do full time and make a living? Well, there was, for me, it was never a thought of if I were, if I were just going to do this part time. I was transitioning out of the world of education and this is all I knew. This is what I'm doing next. So it was never one of those things that am I going to be doing it full time or what? I knew it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that people often ask are they're limited to what they know about real estate. Yeah. Do Is it necessary for them to get a license or can they just hire? Like, what's the difference between them actually going to go get their license and just hiring someone like you to handle everything for them? Because a lot of people, they want to be an investor and they feel like they got to do everything. Well, let me go become an appraiser. Yes. Let me become an inspector. <laughs> let me become a realtor. And I think a lot of people just think, oh, well, let me, I can just wake up and become a realtor. Today. Okay. So until you actually immerse yourself in the industry, you do think that you can do this whole real estate thing on your own. You think you can sell your house on your own. You think you can buy your house on your own. But when I have clients like that, I kind of, you know, get them to think when you go to the doctor, um, are you going to the cardiologist for your feet? <laughs> you know, are you going to, I think, what is the foot doctor, podiatrist? Um, you know, I don't want to get too technical, but the same way that in any other industry, there are specialties. And so as an agent, I don't have to be everything. I don't have to be the appraiser. I don't have to know how to do the inspection. I don't have to know how to do those things. And it, I'm, I'm grateful that I don't have to know how to do those things because it keeps me in line to do what I do. 
you know, and to specialize with my clients in the capacity that I specialize with them. So same thing with investors. If you want to be a real estate investor, no, you don't have to be an agent. As a matter of fact, um, when I see it done, I actually would say, don't become an agent if you want to become an investor. And I mean, that's me being an agent. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So I think you need to pick and choose a side. And if you are an investor, you know, and that's what you're doing full time, then hire a great agent, you know, and don't be afraid because I'm telling you, hiring the help. Don't be afraid to hire an agent and be OK with that agent, especially if they're doing their part. Okay. Be OK with them getting their money. Because they're, that money that you're sowing into their life or you're, you're hiring them to do a particular job, they're going to make you that money back 10 and 20 times over, mm -hmm. you know? so. And you brought up a good point. You said hire an agent. Now, even for people that are in the investing world, they are skeptical about bringing on investors because they're trying to keep costs low. Mm -hmm. How does that work if I want to bring you onto my team and then knowing that you need to get paid, but I don't have the money because the deal hasn't transacted? Mm -hmm. So how does that work in engaging an agent? an agent? So the beautiful thing about having an agent is we get paid when you get paid. <laughs> you know, and if you don't get paid, then guess what? We just don't get paid. That's one thing about my job. You know, there's a lot of you put a lot into um, the job that you're doing before you actually re you have to plant seeds, basically. Um, so and I mean, some agents, they will have retainer fees, things like that. And from my understanding, retainer fees, they're not they're nothing that's, you know, crazy. It may be a thousand dollars or less, mm -hmm. you know, just to have that person on your team. That you so, can access for questions or go. anything like, for mm -hmm. comps. And if and if the home doesn't get sold until three months, <laughs> you know, from then, hello, I've been there, you know. <laughs> Um, that retainer fee, it covers it for however long you have to work to get the home sold. So if the question is whether or not if you're an investor and can you afford an agent, the answer is absolutely yes. So two things. So you are one, a real estate agent, but also an entrepreneur because essentially you don't work for anybody, correct? Correct. Agents, we are. Now, you cannot be a successful agent with an employee mind, okay? Because as real estate agents, we are 1099. And when you see that we work for um, Keller Williams or Palmer House Properties or Compass, whatever the broker is, that broker literally just holds the license. They hold our license. That's it. They're responsible for if, you know, someone tries to sue us or whatever, they're responsible then. But other than that, um, we're not, it's not like you're working for a company and you're held by a, cer a certain rule book. So there's no office hours, there's no standard. Nope. So for people who think I'm just about to get my license and they're going to set it out. No, ma'am. I still got to build something for myself. You have to. And you have to start thinking like an entrepreneur. You have to essentially start thinking like a business owner. Um, for the first couple of years in the industry, I thought like a one-woman show. I thought like a real estate real estate agent just me out here on my own but it wasn't until I began to think like no I'm not just you know doing this as a great hobby I am building a business and that's when my business really begins to triple double yeah. and triple um, because then I began to open up to the idea of again specialization so now I have a team where someone they work with my contracts all day long and I have someone who's answering phones and talking to 
um, you know, my clients, the new ones that want to come in and have access to me while I can still be out in the field showing homes, listing homes, you know. So if you want to be successful, I mean, really successful as a real estate agent, you are a business owner. You're building a business. And so how do you know, like, what was that tipping point to know that I can't handle this and I need to scale in order to grow? When I felt like I was ready to quit. So the same issues last year or year before last that made me feel like I was ready to quit, I still have those same issues with with deals, right? But now they don't make me feel like I want to throw in the towel and quit because guess what? It's a phone call to somebody on my team and say, hey, get on the phone with them, talk them through this, and let's handle it. I'm no longer, like, when you start feeling like, because here's the thing, I love real estate. I love what I do. But when you start feeling so overwhelmed to the point where that job or what you're doing every day, you know you love it, but it becomes a burden to the point where you don't want to do it. You don't want to touch it. You don't want to hear it anymore. That is your nudge not to quit, but to grow. Or to do something different. Almost like pivot. Pivot. Like that's your, your point of pivot. It's almost like a baby teething. Mm. You know, like that tooth is trying to poke through the gum. So it's painful. It doesn't feel good. You feel like it's about to take you out. But it's only trying to grow you so that you can consume something greater. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Than what you're consuming. It's time for you to graduate. So it was time for me to graduate last year. Because you remember I told you, I'm done with real estate. (laughs) I think it was last March. Oh, I got to find something else to do. I had a deal that almost took me out of here. And it was because I was handling every part of that deal in addition to onboarding new clients, in addition to showing homes, in addition to I was doing everything myself. Mm. That is enough to -hmm. take you out. So I've I've heard of, if you talk to other agents, I've heard of several, several agents that are high producers that, you know, will say, I felt like I've had a nervous breakdown or could have had a nervous breakdown. Sorry about that. Um, And it is because when you try to take on too much on your own, you know, that that those feelings of anxiety and breaking down, it's real because and I tell my new um, agents who are coming onto the team, you think it's just about a house. But when you really get into the nuts and bolts of each transaction, every single client has a reason behind why they are buying or selling. And for a lot of the times, it could be, you know, um, I've, I've, I've worked with clients that needed to sell due to a divorce. Mm-hmm. So in addition to the components of that sale, you got to manage personalities, you got to manage personalities, you got to counsel, <laughs> you got to listen, because that's you what I realized. A lot of times with my clients, you know, they're not calling just to, you know, moan and groan and complain. They really just want you to listen because separating, you know, from this home, which homes are, they have a lot of sentimental value. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you know, just on the investing end, just trying to, you know, flip it out. Um, they, they want you to listen. Mm-hmm. So, hell, even on the investing end, I've sat on the couch. All right. <laughs> you talked me off a few ledges. So oh, even girl. on the investing side, um, there's yeah. definitely something there too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you've got to be in a position where you can juggle all that so yeah you need to grow when it's time for you to grow and and it's funny because ironically enough i call on you when i have the tough situations because i'm like oh if anybody can handle it my girl can handle it (laughs) how have you what have been some things that you've grown 
Um, Because, I mean, I'm an investor. And, I mean, just really speaking about friends in business Mm -hmm. and how, you know, I know starting out, it was something where, oh, I don't work with, I don't mix the two. So then how can other people who may want, they may have that friend that they can build their team, but they're like, "Mm, I don't want to do friends in business. Yeah, yeah. How does that dynamic change you or your perspective? I think the biggest thing, even just for you and I, right? Honest conversations. Honest conversations will keep a will keep the business whatever you guys are doing it'll keep it on track and b it'll keep your friendship on track you know i think when people fall out it is because at some point in time somebody's been harboring some feelings or not being honest about how they feel you know um and so for i think for you and i because we've had conversations where i'm like i don't like this i don't appreciate this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and you would validate those feelings and vice versa Mm -hmm. um and then we just pick up and move on and get the job done Mm -hmm. so it's all about open honest communication and having those conversations that are tough Mm -hmm. yeah because then even even in dealing with values and dealing with investors so if you have a position where you know how do you have that conversation that maybe the quality wasn't there and you know their expectation is a little bit higher like how do you have that conversation or how can investors like what do they do when they've already finished the work and shoddy job but then they want the numbers Mm -hmm. like how how does that conversation flow (laughs) so that one is an interesting one but again um to be successful in this business in your role as a realtor you have to be a straight shooter and so the spiritual side of me, though, I'm a straight shooter, but you know how we were raised, you know, you say, speak the truth in love. <laughs> so, so, you know, when you are being a straight shooter and when you're breaking down the truth of the matter to your client, your investor, your friend, you know, you don't want to come from a hurtful place. Like y'all just didn't do a good job. It's listen, the fact of the matter is this is what the market requires. This is what we have. So this is what you want. So here's the meeting ground. You know, that's what a negotiation is. Mm-hmm. A negotiation is a meeting in the middle. Where can we meet where everybody is satisfied? Mm. So that's why I get paid the big bucks. And then I was about to say, <laughs> you bring up a good point because when people think about um, uh, real estate from an investing side or whatever, one of the main things that they don't factor in is the negotiation. Yes. Because, yeah, I can find a house and, oh, it's pretty and connect somebody. Oh, it's pretty. But then how do I bring that to a deal? Meeting in the middle. Man, I'm telling you. So I tell my clients all the time, where you're going to need me is where we have to negotiate. Um, Where I have to, you you say, Terrica, we not going for this. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) Lord. I've already received an earful from the other end. But guess what? I have to then go back in. You know, I used to be afraid, like, it used to give me all kind of anxiety when I knew the answer was going to be no. And so I still have to go in and be like, listen, this is what my client is asking for. (laughs) They're like, well, you know, we're not going for that. You know, so the beautiful thing about my role is that um, I essentially keep the side separated because in a normal everyday situation, you put a buyer and a seller together and just let them hash it out. It would never happen no it would never happen (laughs) so you know that's why you have the two agents you know who are the professionals in the matter to come together and I think a maturity thing for me is I take my ego out of the equation when I'm negotiating Mm -hmm. you know it used to be an ego thing for me like 
this is what I did. I mean, you might see some agents, they act like they put on their super cape every day, superwoman cape, superman cape, because we all want to be superwoman, superman, um, and force our way or our will on the other side. Um, and a lot of times your, your bubble will get burst because it don't work like that, mm -hmm. you know? So you take your ego out of it. You know, I have to remove what I deeply, deeply desire, take that out and just present, hey, this is what my client is asking for. What does your client need? How do we work this out and take it, you know, and present it back to our clients in such a way that we can work this thing out. And that's one of the things that I think doesn't get credit or real estate agents don't get credit for. <laughs> um, because I know, like I said, you just think, oh, I want to buy a house agent or want to sell it. But I don't think about the negotiations mm. because honestly, there are some properties that I would have found off market. And I'm like, how can we incorporate Terica? Because I don't want to negotiate with this guy. <laughs> right. Because, Ooh. you know, no telling, especially in the, the climate that we're in. Yes, it's competitive. You know, um, and you, you just have somebody that has your best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. And to your point, specialization of labor. Mm -hmm. And that part about the ego is just. Because I've been into it when I, again, when I first started where I wanted to argue with the agent and rip their head off because they didn't do what I asked them to do. Like, no. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. we're essentially, we're competing, yes, but we're essentially working on the same side to get both of our clients to the same place. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not about trying to argue with the other agent and go, you know, crazy and all that other good stuff. So let me ask you this, and this is just to be as open and honest. Mm -hmm. One of the things, especially as me teaching um, students about real estate mm -hmm. and, and when I was doing one-on-ones it was fine I could do the comps and all that for you know helping students out mm -hmm. but now that it's grown and I have so many students I can't run comps for everybody so I always teach them to build their team yes and they're always scared to go to a realtor to ask for comps because as a wholesaler we're not at the point yet where we're able to a house is coming you'll get paid mm -hmm. How do you feel about working with investors slash wholesalers? Because it's one thing to work with investors that are doing the construction and you can sell the house. Yeah. Do you work with wholesalers um, on the investing side as far as helping them run comps? And how do, how do you feel about the pay structure? How can it be a win-win scenario where wholesalers can have access to comps or somebody that can help do comps mm -hmm. and get their career started? So that's where I would say for wholesalers, building a relationship is so important because if I have a relationship with you, whether I'm getting paid on whatever it is that you just asked me to do or not, if there's a relationship, I'll get it done as long as it doesn't take too much of my time, you know, and to run comps for something takes me two seconds. Mm. <laughs> like oh. if you know exactly what you're looking for like it doesn't take a long time you know once i finally sit down and go okay this is this blah, blah, blah. okay it's going to be this here's a cma goodbye yeah <laughs> it doesn't take a very long time at all mm. so and there's so here's the thing though there's so many new agents if you're a new wholesaler your best bet is to pair yourself stop looking for the hollywood you know how you have the famous uh agents in atlanta million dollar listings correct stop <laughs> looking for the agents that are already at the top of their game because honestly speaking they we are busy <laughs> we are busy there's so many new agents out here that are coming out of classes getting their license almost daily 
And they could okay. use the practice, honestly. They could use the practice. You knew, they knew, you know what I'm saying? You know, and new, new. <laughs> new, new together, learn it together and build that relationship. And there you have your team. So I think a lot of the times we think when we're trying to learn something or we're getting in new, we need to go straight for the gusto. You know, mm. this person is over here sell, selling million dollar homes. Well, they've probably been selling real estate for 20 years too. Mm. And a million dollars probably only came the last few years. Come on, you know? <laughs> Not the first so, 15. Correct. So it's just like, listen, listen, um, don't be afraid to ask an agent, but understand who you're going to and asking for. Because a lot of times, I'm tell you, as agents, we're really nice people. A lot of great agents are really nice, right? But we understand our schedule. So it's not that we're trying to be mean when we mm. say we don't have time for that. Mm. It's really we don't have time for that. Like, no, legit. Ain't nobody right. got time for that. Right? It's a mil- It's a trillion other agents. Last time I did some research, it was like 54,000 agents in Georgia. Wow. Right? Wow. 54,000. And I think it could be more because every day someone is hitting me up on Instagram talking about they're about to get their license. I'm like, more power to you. Okay? So do you do you can encourage more people to become agents or is it that it's 54,000 and the, a lot of them fall to the bottom? Yeah. They lose steam? So, okay. So of the 54,000, 7% are quote unquote top producers. Only 7% of the 54,000, you do the math. That's not even 10% are actually six-figure earners. Mm. And my numbers could be a little off, right? But I'm, I believe that I'm really, really close. These were numbers that were released from um, <clears throat> NAR. That's our Realtor National Board, um, you know, mm. for, for agents. So it's a lot of us. Um, and so stop trying to shoot immediately for the 7% who are already at the top of their game. You know, there may be some in the, you know, 15th percentile or 10th percentile that you can start that new fresh relationship and blossom and grow together. And so in terms of um, encouraging agents to, you know, get into the industry, listen, if you like it, I love it. Mm-hmm. If you, if, if this is what you want to do, go for it. If you don't know if this is what you want to do, go for it. You know, it's only one way to figure it <laughs> out. Yeah, exactly. Cause just like I was actually going for my license to your point, right. I was going for my license until I realized I didn't like rules. I'm a bit of a rebel. <laughs> and when I saw all of the the red rules mm-hmm. and the red tape, and if you do this, you'll lose your license. If you do this, you'll lose your license. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, mm-hmm. I think I'm good. Because yeah. I would have lost my license in the first month. Like, I did all this. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I snatched. <laughs> and, and, you know, for me, it could be 100,000 people with their license. You know, what's for me is for me. I'm not... I don't, I don't be concerned about how many mm-hmm. more people get their license. I don't care. That's what I was about to say. What makes you stand <laughs> out? Like... In, in this world. Because I'm character and I got the juice. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I was about to cuss. I don't know if this was a hey, PG. Hey, hey. I, I don't know if I've even <laughs> gotten that far out. So. <laughs> but no, I keep it PG. But I'm from the <laughs> west side and uh, no, okay. Yeah. But, but, I mean, anyway. the biggest thing is I, I just want to be open and honest and get that real perspective because I feel like you get the lollipop mm-hmm. on, especially on the Instagram, especially the influencers hopping out the the this kind of car and this kind of check and all that and it it leaves a whole of people feeling i mean some people that works for and it's great Mm -hmm. but then you got other people that feel intimidated and Mm -hmm. i can't get access now Mm -hmm. and so really that's the point of concrete coins is to give um listeners and investor potential investors even if they want to do that angle of wholesaling but just the inside look of authentically can I really do this? Because I mean, that's a serious decision to leave a corporate setting. Come on. That is no joke and no easy feat. I have my newest member on the team. She just, you know, 
um, left her $90,000 a year job, which is pretty decent, to get into real estate. And I had to tell her, I said, let me set some realistic expectations for you. Real estate, um, you know, realtor money is great once you get there. It is great money, but it is slow money. It is almost like the buildup of a uh, thunderstorm. You know, mm. you, you build that thing and the clouds start together and they start together and you get a little sprinkle here, a little sprinkle there. It'll be a minute before the thunderstorm, but when it hit, it hit. And will it hit? Yes, if you are consistent. You have to consistently gather. <laughs> gather the clouds. I've been gathering the clouds all summer, y'all. Mm. I'm ready for the rain. Or for a few years, actually. <laughs> Not even just this summer. Well, you know, real estate is cyclical. So, you know, you have seasons. Okay. So, um, summer, anything hot. That's our season, mm. you know, um, and in the winter, you still will sell as well. But there is a season where it is like thunderstorm, 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 mm -hmm. you know. So anyway, but yeah, it's almost sure. like getting in and finding your groove, like almost like surfing. Mm -hmm. like I got to ride that wave. Yep. No pun intended with the, uh, what's that song? So uh, Miguel. Oh, oh I was, well, that's ride it. the wave. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Miguel has a song, Ride That Wave. Yes, I know that song. Uh, but, but that's, and I think that's another thing too, the endurance part. Ooh. Because I don't know if you could ever, it's almost like, you know, a treasure is buried. Mm -hmm. You're digging. Mm -hmm. You just don't know if it's a six foot treasure, if it's a two foot treasure, mm -hmm. if it's a 10 foot treasure. How do you endure blindly almost? Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to make it. I have six months of savings saved up. Mm -hmm. But who's to say the seven month pop? How do you endure? That's such a good question. So... You have to allow the burning desire to be your compass. If that desire to accomplish something doesn't leave you, allow it to continue to guide you. Mm. That's how you endure. If it doesn't leave you, that means it is still for you. That's a whole sermon right there. Come on. And, and that, that applies to entrepreneurship in general mm -hmm. or really anything that you set your mind to yeah. and not just real estate. You know when something is not for you because it's fleeting. You know, that's how I know that Range Rover is for me. Because <laughs> it's like, I see it everywhere now. Like, it's not fleeting. That's, that's not the year that I need. Correct. Correct. That Range Rover is for me. It won't leave me. It's not fleeting. <laughs> True story. But True yeah. story. But yeah, so um, for me, the desire to be great in the industry hasn't left me. I've achieved, mm -hmm. you know, certain levels. But like that to keep going, to, to do more, to be more, to serve more. It hasn't left me and I'm four years in. Mm. So that's how I know I'm, I'm in the right place. So what are you looking for to expand your team? Like what's, what's next on the horizon? Who, what energy do you need? Like mm, that will really help take me to the next level. Well, we've started implementing processes. And so just with implementing the new processes as to how we take our clients smoothly from initial contact to close, that organization has already opened up the window for more clients to come in. And now we can serve at a greater capacity. So now that we've got our process in place, now what's next for us is more people. Mm -hmm. You know, now we can actually host and house more agents on the Terry real estate group team or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, we can house more agents. And I think what might be next is a broker's license. My husband, we're working together now. and He's like, well, you need to have your own brokerage. Uh, I don't know. That hasn't sat with me. <laughs> I actually really love my brokerage. Um, 
So, but I think I'll go ahead and become licensed. Mm -hmm. And so when you are a licensed broker um, and you have now opened up your own brokerage, you then are classified as an associate broker. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So I will be an associate broker. Okay. That's a Um, good start. Yeah. A good start. Um, And you're just more well-versed in law, Mm -hmm. you know? Because um, you got to be liable for correct. the agents that, but are you technically liable now, now for the agents uh-huh. that are at your office? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's just getting, so if a brokerage is next, then I need to be prepared. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like preparing for what if, you know, gotcha. I just want to be in place. Gotcha. Um, and Chris and I, we've talked about maybe um, starting another team once we get our Atlanta office, like boom. Then we thought about some other cities, perhaps. Mm. So, yeah. That's one. I mean, it's, it's just so many things, um, gems that were dropped today. But really just thinking about specialization of labor, yep. building the systems for scalability, having the right mindset and take me out of this nine to five. Um, but understanding that I have to be in control of my fate and not leave it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, these are things that apply even outside of real estate. Yeah. So how, um, like, how have you grown through this process? So real estate has allowed me the space to see some of my heart's desires actually come out of my chest and into reality, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that is amazing because... To achieve one thing, all you need to do is to be able to achieve one thing, and that is enough of a message to let you know that you can achieve the next thing and the next thing, and then the big thing doesn't seem so far away. Mm. So real estate has, you know, really, I hate using the word manifest because it's so trendy, but... (laughs) But, I mean, it's so necessary, especially where we are right now. Yeah. And I think people are more awakening to their own power Mm -hmm. of, I can now... You know, it's, it's almost like you're watching a play and somebody turns it back and like, oh, nope, here's, here's who's orchestrating it. Mm-hmm. And we can see now I am in control. We're giving the power away to yes. the people that we think are in control. Yeah. But that's the beauty of what real estate can do. Mm-hmm. It can give you now the power mm-hmm. to control your fate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's giving me the power. It's letting me know that, you know, God has already given me the ability so all mm-hmm. I have to do every every day is just get up and decide, you know, like I just decide. Um, it's also grown me in the capacity just emotionally, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's a time and a place for those emotions. Mm-hmm. And you cannot be ruled by your emotion. You know, you have to be more governed by discipline. You have to be more governed by, um, you know, a decision-making model. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause again, those emotions are fleeting <laughs> and anything that's fleeting, you know, they're here today, mm-hmm. gone tomorrow. Uh-huh. You can't live your life that way. So, mm-hmm. um, it's helped me in every area of, of my life, you know, from business, even in my marriage, mm-hmm. like it spills over, you know, to, you know, how I handle my everyday life personally. So yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. shoot. Building a business, it ain't just real estate, but building a business is not for the faint of heart because it will grow you in every shape, form, and fashion. <laughs> it will grow you. Your bank account will grow as well, but the bank account is a result of the personal growth that you've done, you know, and implemented. One of the main things um, you say you started out wanting to be a teacher, now you're an entrepreneur. 
But there's kind of a cross section. It is. Um, and especially with what you put out, even though you're speaking about entrepreneurship and this, that, and a third, but you actually empower people just anyway. Like, what has that been like? Just kind of rising up? Because I know growing up, you know, you were going to be a preacher. You were going to be on somebody's stage. <laughs> and now it's just, you know, now in the age of, of where we are and everything transitioning, it just may not look like preacher. Mm-hmm. But you're still inspiring people just through your journey. Yeah. So that hasn't left me. Uh, I've, I've always identified the gift, the gift in the calling, I would like to call it, um, to like speak. I don't know if it's supposed to be preached or anything like that, but that hasn't left me. So I know that eventually some kind of way God is going to lead me back to the stages, you know, to speak and teach. Um, cause that's ultimately, I think where I will eventually land. Cause it's like letting go of the how, but just understanding yeah. to your point it's the burning desire. It's the burning desire to help people. Yeah. And it just doesn't have to look like how I thought it had to look. Correct. Correct. Um, and I wouldn't even say like, it's just this desire to like want to speak and teach. It is a calling in such a way where it's like, I feel like I have to do it. Cause I'm like, you just be posting you and doing you. <laughs> But it impacts so many people. Yeah, yeah. The greatest level of impact that I know that I will eventually have, it won't necessarily come from slinging a house here or there. It'll come from the word that God places in my heart that I would have to deliver through my mouth. That is, I am a mouthpiece for God. I know that. I know that. So I don't know when, (laughs) and I'm not really concerned about that part. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am obedient. I've submitted to it, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, essentially. So we'll get there. Um, I have podcasts as well. So I'm using that, which I don't even think that's the ultimate vehicle that I'm supposed to be using. But that's another story. That's another what, story. what is your what is your podcast and what is it about? Um, so the podcast, it is family faith business. So we'll be talking all things family faith business. So as a woman who as a um, business owner, um, I think that it's so important that in order to balance all factors of your life. And as a wife. And as a wife, of course. Yeah. yeah. Because um, that's, that is no well, that's right. Encompass, well, the family encompasses, you know, the marriage, at least in my mind. But um, I really want to shed light on how to balance all facets of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the story that we are being told so much now is that, like, if you're really successful as a business owner, as a woman, you probably won't have a husband. Mm. Or you probably won't be as successful in the home. You know, or now you see a lot of people get extremely successful and they lose their faith, Mm. you know, and I, my podcast is about keeping balance, you know, in all areas of your life, um, because I think all areas are so important, family, faith, and business. I think it makes for a more holistic and well-rounded success. Mm, That's dope. Clients can count on me too. Woo, girl, you just, <laughs> clients can count on me to deliver. Mm. I will deliver. Mm-hmm. Whatever you ask me, if it's within my capacity, I will deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is one thing, and we can round it out, um, what is one thing that you wish you knew getting started that you now know? Oh, gosh, that you don't need a click. So often, so many new agents, you know, they feel like, and this is not even just agents. This is just anybody. You could be, you know, leaving college, going into your corporate new job or something like that. 
Um, you feel like you need to be around this person. You need to be around that person. You need to be, this person needs to be your mentee. That person to needs rub to. shoulders. Uh, uh, you don't need to bring anything but yourself. You don't need to be anybody but yourself. Understand that when you walk into rooms, as long as you know that for whatever the task is that you're about to conquer or take on, as long as you know that that task has been given to you directly from God, that burning desire, when you walk in, you walk in as a force. You don't walk in alone. You walk in with an army behind you. Mm. And you walk in with the grace of God before you. Mm. You don't need anybody else. You don't need anybody else's validation. No. No. And as you continue on your journey, God will send you the people in mm. the form of who you attract. Like, mm -hmm. you know, as long as you're focusing on your growth and your development, as you for every stage that you grow to, you will attract the person, the people, the team that you need at that level mm -hmm. when you need them. You ain't got to force a round peg into a square hole and you ain't got to force mm -hmm. yourself into any room, honey. Doors will be open to you. And and that's what I, <laughs> and that is so true because I often use the analogy of a road trip when talking about and explaining mm -hmm. real estate. It's generally talking about the destination of life and getting you where you're going. But to your point, I, and we're here in Atlanta, a huge station in Atlanta is V103. It's a very strong station. Mm -hmm. They have a very strong signal. Mm -hmm. But when I drive outside that 75 mile radius, I have to now tune into another station. Come on. When I get to another level, I have to change my tuning that's to it. continue to receive. That's it. And that's one of the things, to your point, you have to be one moving. Yes. That's why we Growing call it a and journey. Developing. There you go. Mm -hmm. Because you have to, you can't be stagnant waiting for opportunity to come to you. Exactly. Woo, woo. Like this isn't Uber Eats. Yes. I, I used to, I, I was at this conference and I was telling the ladies, it hit me. I'm like, God is a God of movement. Like it was, I was moderating a panel and all the ladies on the panel talked about their journeys and each and every last one of them talks about how they moved from one place to the next. It was from one state to the next, one relationship to the next, one job to the next. God has got a movement, honey. He is a what? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> no, continue. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. Go. Look, look, I said, I said, look, God ain't called me to preach. <laughs> and then in the next five seconds, God like, okay, here you go. <laughs> That's what I was like, because it's so important because I feel like a lot of people are just like, well, no, there are no good deals out there. But how many did you go out to seek? Come on. Like you have to, you know, in order for me to pick up the station from Atlanta, I have to drive to Charlotte mm -hmm. to now pick up a different station. I have to yeah. change and things come as you continue to grow, mm -hmm. as you continue to, to drive and stay in the journey. Mm -hmm. You'll get different stations mm -hmm. exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will meet you come at on. that point. We, we used to always hear growing up, I don't know if it's a scripture or not, but God will meet you at your point of need. I, I, I feel like we just say you that. Say, okay. It's not a scripture. Because it can okay. be like, come as you are, God meets you where you are. And you're okay. like, okay. That's BBCC 211. Okay. So that's that was our church growing up, BBCC. But, you know, that meeting, God meet you at your point of need. And I used to always get the people to like think, like when it comes to meeting someone, what do you have to do? You have to move to go to wherever that person mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Go to wherever that point is. Like, I will meet you. It's your effort plus his. Mm -hmm. You know, your effort plus the mm -hmm. spirit of God. Yeah. Like, you got to be moving. You got to be growing. You got to mm -hmm. be developing. You got to mm -hmm. be intentional. And as you're doing it, then you'll notice that you're, what is it, your natural couple with the supernatural. It's yeah. like, ah. You know, that's yeah. where the power is. You know? And it is so interesting because this is definitely not a faith-based 
um, podcast. <laughs> but a lot of times when talking about the concepts, you can't help it. You cannot help but bring it back to the mindset. Mm-hmm. Because working with somebody who specializes in this, we've given you a lot of facts, we've dropped a lot of gems, but it's nothing without understanding you have to do your part Correct. with the mindset and put in the work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know somebody's thinking, well, what do I do to grow and develop? Read, study. The Bible says study to show that self proof. Like, what are you studying? What are you watching? Do you have a book that you would recommend, like at least two books maybe that someone can read to start? You gave me one that I'm, you know, still reading right now, and it's amazing. What, Science of Success? Well, no. No. Well, I mean, if you want to say that one too. Yeah. Um, What was that one? The Science of Success, the trilogy. So you got to get the trilogy. It's the Science of Success. So success has coupled, it's, it's, uh, uh, how do I break it down? The book breaks down success in three categories. The science of being well, the science of being rich, and the science of being great. Mm. So the science of success, the trilogy, mm-hmm. is, is uh, three books housed in one. Okay. That book changed my life. Wow. That sounds like something I need to be all over. But it was another one that you gave me by Gary Keller. Oh, um, The Millionaire Real Estate Investor. Yes. So the that one, and that's a blue book, and then the millionaire millionaire real estate agent. That's the red one. So if you're agent or if you are, so it's like um, red pill, blue pill. <laughs> there you go. Which which agent side of the matrix you want to be on? I'm telling you, like Gary Keller is the father. Mm. Okay. Uh, Literally of Keller Williams, and then in in any okay, I ain't gonna say any, but like a lot of your other brokerages that you see, trust me, they have sprinkle some concepts from the millionaire real estate agent millionaire real estate investor gary keller has mastered the art of taking your real estate career to making it a real estate business wow yeah wow Mm -hmm. so those are some really strong strong recommendations um, strong recommendations lastly how can people find you if they want to work with you you can find me on our website at twregroup.com TWRE group so TW is just Terrica Wright RE is real estate group.com um, and I'll be in contact with you there Instagram I'm really really active every day um, you can follow our page TWRE group that's at TWRE group or Terrica Wright underscore that's mm-hmm. my personal page but either either place yeah. Yeah. I was like, if you want to stay tuned to all the latest and greatest inspiration, <laughs> fashion, because she's a fashionista. This is my stylist, by the way. <laughs> Whenever I show up anywhere, if you see the picture or anything, this is my stylist. Thanks. But um, but she is very trendy and always just a pleasure. If you just want some drawing or timeline, this is what they mean by surround yourself and your net mm-hmm. worth mm-hmm. equals your network. Yes. Because the more people you have on your timeline feeding positivity, like people, somebody said something the other day about something that's going on. I was like, that's not even in my sphere. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not even on that vibration. Come on. It's, it's so many, like, somebody else was like, oh, it's so many people hating on my timeline. I was like, I got so, I'm following such positivity, people, so many go-getters. Yes. Yes. It misses me. Yes. And I want to say thank you to Jessica for having me. You're yeah. one of my dearest friends. Yeah. Like, literally, I'm super... I'm grateful to just have you in my circle and to be able to call you. Yeah. Just be like, girl, <laughs> help me. Help me. <laughs> help me. So well, you guys heard it today. We, it's truly been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much. I love, you know, when you when the, the tide rises, everybody rises. I, I think that's how you say it. 
when the boats rise or when the tide rises, all the boats rise. Uh, I think that's how you say it, but it's really been an honor. You know, just my friend circle just growing and everybody making boss moves, making grown, running around in the Range Rovers. No problem. Not even thinking <laughs> about it. I love it. But you join us today. Concrete Coins. You know you got it. Let's get it. Let's go.